0: Hi, welcome back to Spider's Web. Um, this week, I wanted to talk a little bit about what it's like to, to work in the arts. And uh, so many friends of mine are artists in all different kinds of fields. Uh, they are uh, painters and, and writers, dancers, performers... Um, many different fields and the one thing that I think we all have in common is the amount of commitment it takes to do this because it's, it's not an easy life. It's very unpredictable. And um, last time we were together I was, I was so uh, happy to do this interview with James Gavin, uh, my, my dear friend from New York who's a wonderful author. Uh, he wrote the books on Peggy Lee, Chet Baker, Lena Horne, and uh, Intimate Nights, that's about the early years of Cabaret. And we had such a wonderful conversation. I only used a piece of it in our last episode, but today I want to bring you back to hear the rest of James' interview. So here once again is James Gavin. Love at a king, kings don't mean- street of dreams dreams broken in two can be made like you on the street of
1: dreams i've spent the last 15 years of my life turning my books into shows it has become a whole other avenue for me i love the feeling i love telling stories as you know And these shows have enabled me to be on stage telling a story directly to an audience. It is the most exhilarating feeling. I love being up there. I feel completely comfortable up there. And The Other Night was basically a program of songs and comedy with narration wrapped around it to contextualize all of it. Yeah, yeah. And And God bless K.T. Sullivan, and the Mabel Mercer Foundation who just let me do whatever I wanted to do.
0: Oh fantastic. absolutely great.
1: And yeah what's shall we talk about some of the people who were in the show?
0: Yeah a little bit let's do that and uh, we'll Bruce, mention a few. Bruce and,
1: Valanche I have Oh to I was thrilled him to first and because, I got to sit
0: next to him on stage.
1: Uh, what a love. You said it. Bruce flew in to do this show. I asked him, and he immediately said yes, and he was hilarious. Yes, he was. Um, K.T. Sullivan tells me that the first time drag was ever mentioned or acknowledged during the cabaret convention was our show, Charles Bush and I. Had a chat about the history yes, of drag. Yes, that was in a wonderful
0: moment in the
1: show. He was out of drag, as yes. he tends to be these days. And he and his wonderful sidekick, Tom Judson, pianist mm-hmm. singer, who does his uh, nightclub shows with him, uh, then did Those Were the Days. And I like Charles's singing. I think he's a very good Oh, he's a wonderful singer, singer yeah. Barbara Brussel is someone who, like you, I share a lot of big ups big downs with we've been through a lot together mm-hmm. and barbara tears my heart out i love ballads i love sad songs i live in that place and another way that i took a chance with this show is that there were a lot of slow and dramatic songs a lot of sad songs mm-hmm. and i feel that i gave her a couple of biggies uh, saluting Fe- the great felicia sanders uh, a medley of uh, This Nearly Was Mine and Once Upon a Time two songs that Felicia nailed, uh, did she ever and then a song that I love by Lindy Robbins and John Bucchino called Strangers Once Again which says something about breakups that I have never heard said in any other song and Barbara sings with a completely open heart the way I like people oh, she's, to sing she's
0: a love and she's a wonderful performer and definitely connects directly with the audience
1: Comedy is really important in cabaret. You have integrated comedy into your shows for many years. You've integrated it into jazz and into cabaret and all the things that you do. You've brought elements of acting in. You are not just a singer.
0: No, I'm not. Now I'm a podcaster.
1: (laughs) (laughs) To add one more feather to your cap because you know something that not all cabaret performers of today know, and that is that this is entertainment. It's supposed to be fun. Oh, when yeah. When you go out to see a show, you want to have good time. You don't
0: want to worry. You <laughs> don't want to don't worry, <laughs>
1: and I don't think you want to be lectured to. I don't think that it's primarily an educational experience, although it can be that. Uh-huh. But primarily, I think people go to the ballet, to the opera, to a museum, anywhere to have fun.
0: And, and to, to be emotionally touched by something. Any, any art form, I always say, ha- has to have focus and vulnerability.
1: I feel that way. Now, I reflect on that a lot because if, if singing or a book or a painting or whatever it happens to be a movie doesn't touch me, then usually I feel dissatisfied there are, I guess, many people who simply want a diverting hour of song. They just want to, you know, something Well, even like... if it's
0: funny, though, that's still touching you.
1: It's... Good
0: comedy has vulnerability in it. Yeah. It's like anything that is an art form, it's going to move you one way or the other. Even if it just took you away from reality and it's the silliest thing in the world, it's so valuable because it's moving you. It's, it's taking you out of your own head and getting your, your head to work a different way and just getting right to your heart rather than, than your head. Uh, it, and it's, it should be an enjoyable experience, and I think you have to trust who's, who's, you know, directing the show up there, who's driving the car here. I don't want to have to worry about directions. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> I, I, I don't want to have to be a backseat
1: driver here. You prepare to the utmost ability you have, and then things still go wrong. And there were some goofs in, in the show. There were show. some
0: delicious goofs. Uh, at one point, the um, the lineup of the show got a little confused. and then, Thanks in, to me, that was your my introduction, fault. Ricky Ritzel and I were supposed to come on stage, and instead he announced Barbara Brussel, who had her shoes off, and she was hopping on one foot, getting her high heel on <laughs> to run out and make it onto the stage <laughs> in time. <laughs> so that was... That was probably funnier than what was going on on stage.
1: <laughs> uh, oh, you should have seen what I saw from my podium on the other side of the stage. The door flung scrambling. open. Rambling. <laughs> when you and Ritzel ran out. <laughs> when the two were. In fact, they're going, is it time to go? Is it time, is it time to go? Are we
0: going or are we staying?
1: I <laughs> had done that, I did it in act one and I did it in act two it well it's a so say you you, you
0: spread it around evenly <laughs> it was good but it people was, if
1: you can if you can roll with it see you know again, saloon performers are so wonderful to work to with you have to be
0: adaptable like it's just like life if you can't deal with this improvisation life is going to be really hard for you <laughs>
1: <laughs> i don't think theater is quite the same way of course oh, things oh, go wrong. oh it is
0: i've been in some things that were so near like absolute disaster and somehow because of the cast being so focused it blossomed into something else because of that that sense of because it's live you have to it's like life you you have to be able to improvise which is what george gershwin said uh life is better when you can improvise did
1: he say that that's a fantastic quote and uh it it's so true Cabaret, though, because performers are appearing as themselves, they have more latitude than if they were following a script.
0: And that you're not playing a character, you're being yourself.
1: And so if the other night on stage when this or that little thing went wrong, we could stop and have a laugh over it. We didn't have to pretend. Oh. We didn't have to try to weave it in and make it seem like it was all intentional. That, I guess, in the end added to the fun. At the time, I was up there dying a thousand deaths. We were but... having more fun with it than you were. <laughs> <laughs> But I believe in taking chances, don't you? We live oh, our yeah. lives by the seat of our pants. We are oh, making man. it up every Sometimes day. Sometimes our, our lives. pants are
0: so worn out, I can't even <laughs> put them on anymore. <laughs>
1: and I was thinking about that yesterday as I was sorting through my feelings about this show and um, it's I, I'm not always that good at being there present for my own life. You know, because my mind is racing forward, it's racing backward, and mm-hmm. it's really in the moment working on it. But um, I've been thinking of the fact that since the day in September of 1991, when I quit my last day job, which was a secretarial job at Saks Fifth Avenue, uh, wow. the same month that my cabaret book was initially published, I have. I gotta say it i've I've been on a pretty wacky road and it has not been an easy road and and it has tested me to the nth degree time and again, but it's the road that I chose and all these years later for me to have been taking that original project onto a stage as wonderful as the Rose theater at jazz at Lincoln Center. It's really sentimental for me to be, yeah, being surrounded by all of you I chose all the performers in that show the people I picked are people that have significance in my life it was a personal statement that I was making up there uh this was the way I see it this is what I love about that world Mm -hmm. this is the depth and the breadth that I see in that in that art form that we now call cabaret and I wanted to share my way of thinking about it with people who maybe think about it a little differently. But now, the, the, that audience knows about a few people, and they heard a few songs that they didn't know. I think before. they
0: heard a lot of songs and a lot of performers that are not normally on the on the usual fare. And uh, I loved that. You know, I got to sing obscure songs that. Um, And I loved the obscure songs I was hearing. There were songs I never heard of. Uh, Charles Cochran, what a jewel to have been on a stage with him. Uh, I mean, he's a legendary pianist, singer, and he presented some wonderful material, uh, along with Ronnie White, who was someone I met when I first came to New York. And um, he's, I mean, he was there in the the day, you know, and, and is still performing...
1: Beautifully, at In- his peak.
0: Incredible performers. And uh, Sidney Meyer, who I think is not only one of the funniest people I have ever seen on stage, but he can rip your heart out, and he got to do both that
1: night. Yeah, I uh, wanted people to see both sides of Sydney. Wow. Um, and so I also reflect on the fact that our lives, yours and mine, and probably everyone in, in on that stage. Our lives are a series of these unforgettable nights and days. We Could you ever begin to list if you were telling someone about those, many of which we've shared, those experiences which were unforgettable? Our lives are just one of those after another. Aren't we fortunate?
0: We're, we're incredibly fortunate. And that's really what this podcast series is about. It's about... What this life is like traveling, and you wake up somewhere else every day, sometimes you don't remember where you are when you get up because you've been traveling, and you have crazy experiences, like when you and I had to do the Chet Baker concert out in Minnesota in April, and there was a blizzard, and that, we were
1: yeah we, saint we cloud were, saint cloud Minnesota we were
0: stuck out in in a blizzard and had to wait on this crazy like van that was covered with ice and the weird things that have happened and the crazy people we've known, I mean, it is all so unexpected. Everything is, it's its like living in a gigantic surprise.
1: And we can laugh about it now.
0: You have to laugh about it. You better laugh about it while it's going <laughs> on, too. <laughs> Otherwise it would kill you. <laughs> Look, we take our lumps <clears throat>
1: for it. This is the path we chose. Oh, yeah. And no one said it would be easy. Mm-hmm. And yet there there's no other way I could be happy nor you no
0: no it's it's a, a beautiful life and you know what I want you just to um, to end this interview I don't want it to end I want it to go on I think I have to I have to do more interviews with you because there's so so we've only skimmed the, the top of the iceberg here but I would like you to conclude this with that letter that you received from Fran Landisman and the quote that she said in that in that letter that was just so delightful
1: the one about oh yes of course yes yes okay thank you for reminding me boy do i boy do i reflect on this a lot yeah uh i was never an abuser but she uses this uses the word abusers and she said all of us old abusers are suffering from a condition that Roy Kral of the great jazz vocal duo Jackie and Roy very mm-hmm. close to Fran Landisman the great lyricist and songwriter Yeah, many of whose songs were sung by Jackie and Roy Fran said uh, all of us old abusers are suffering from a condition that Roy Kral calls CRAFT CRAFT, CRAFT stands for can't remember a fucking thing <laughs> <laughs> Well, craft has begun to set in, my dear. <laughs> but Who I be- are you anyway? <laughs> <laughs> but I do remember what I can never forget are, are sensations, feelings, uh, the, the way experiences felt to me at the time. And you and I could sit here for hours recounting just the ones that we have shared with the Chet Baker show, of which you have been my star over a period of oh, 15 years. Delightful, yeah. And our times together in Chicago, in San Francisco, and other places. And our lives are just a grand adventure. No day is like any other day. No, they're
0: not. No, they're not. And I'm
1: glad you're chronicling this whole mindset with your listeners. Because it is, and I'll say this by way of conclusion, I used to... Be a staunch advocate of you must follow your heart it's the only way you can live it's the only way a happy life can be had and now I realize that not everybody is up to the challenge this is not easy oh, man no! you have to have such a high tolerance for getting kicked in the stomach on a regular basis <laughs> yes. and keep coming back for more because the rewards make it, if you're lucky if you're among the lucky ones, make it worth it And I know a lot of people, if not the majority of people I know, who need regularity, who need uh, a a sense of safety in their lives. That may be an illusion, but they Mm -hmm. need the illusion. And, well, we just forewent that, didn't we? We threw threw caution to the winds, and here we are all these years later, still doing what we set out to do.
0: Yeah, and uh, as a wise man said, and I I can't recall who... Who I'm quoting here, famous actor, his grandfather said, How's it going in the show business? And he said, Well, I've been going to auditions and it's really hard. And grandpa said, Hard? Hard? Hard is what keeps the riffraff out. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. It's true. If it was easy, everybody would do it.
1: Well, you give me great pride, Spider, so thank you so much. And your contribution, yours and Ricky Ritzel's, to the show the other night was, I thought, priceless. And oh, you, and thank he, you. And here's to many, many more. Well,
0: thank you for being my guest and, and you know, getting up so early in the afternoon to talk to me.
1: Well, what time is it now? It's three I something.
0: Think it's, oh I yeah, it's almost three thirty. It's 3:30. time for breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> so live from New York, we've been listening to author James Gavin. Meow, baby.
1: Thanks. Man. When?
0: So that was our uh, our little adventure in the life of an artist. And I was very grateful to my dear friend James Gavin for having the time to spend with me in New York City and give me such insightful views about uh, what this life is like and what it takes to keep it going. So I hope you've enjoyed yourself today and keep having fun. And please come back and visit me at Spider's Web.